Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 13. Here's Pastor Ryan. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy upon our lives. Lord, there is none like you. You're the one true God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Your wonders are known throughout history, Lord. You made these mountains that we look at, San Gorgonio, right there, Lord, the tallest peak in Southern California. You made it. San Jacinto Mountains behind us, Lord, or in front of us. Beautiful, Lord. The deserts, stunning this time of year. You are good, Lord. You are big. You are to be worshipped and lifted up. And we fear your name. For worthy are you, Lord, to be praised and glorified this morning. We pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, mightily. Holy Spirit, move and show us your way. We yield to you this morning. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say, Amen. Amen. So, yesterday was a great time. The men's conference was just phenomenal. We I've been waiting to go to a conference where Jack Hibbs speaks at for a long time, long time. And, uh, you know, we don't see him enough, but the Calvary movement loves him. Um, churches all over America are, are loving on him because we feel that God has called them for such a time as this to be a sort of prophet of our time. Um, his church uh, uh, really grew, it blew up during COVID and all of that that went on because he was speaking truth and other churches were not. And so people went to where truth was being given. Um, and, and it's happened across the nation. I remember being in Philadelphia at the Calvary Chapel Pastors Conference. And when I would tell somebody I'm from Southern California, they said, first, they're sorry. And secondly... Secondly, they said, we love Jack Hibbs. You know what I mean? Because it's a California guy who's killing it for Jesus for such a time as this. He's killing it. He's not afraid to put his neck out and talk politics and what's going on, even though he's got more to lose now than he ever had in his ministry. But he doesn't care. Him and his wife, if it's all gone tomorrow, it's fine. They're going to stick for God's truth. We were thoroughly taken to the woodshed for sure yesterday. So if you men or brothers or sisters, whoever, you want to check out uh, the videos from yesterday. Ken Graves tore it up as well. It was saying to men, you have no feminine side. You have no feminine side. It was taken out of you when God made Eve. All right? You have no feminine side. He was, he was funny, he says, that when it was taken, the rib was taken from Adam's side and that he woke up. He was saying that Adam woke up and, and Adam was like, I feel, I feel, I feel different. I feel nothing. 
Because all of the feelings went to her. <laughs> we need to be reminded of that today because of the madness that is happening in our country and in our public schools. They are polluting and trying to destroy our children. They're having drag queen strippers in schools. It, it's the United States is ripe for for God's wrath. I want to talk to you real quick before we start in our text about Proposition One, right? That uh, because voting is coming up, and if you think, oh great, I was avoiding a political church, I would say this: Show me one aspect of life where God's word has not dominion over it. God's authority and word has dominion of every aspect in the human existence, in the human life, including and especially politics. Proposition 1 is a state constitutional amendment that would expand the definition of reproductive freedom to guarantee a right to abortion at any point in pregnancy. The language specifically reads... The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. While Proposition 1 is being viewed as pro-women, voters should know that the law is harmful and redundant. In September 2022, California passed Assembly Bill 2223, reaffirming that California law allows abortion past the 24-week mark if the life or health of the mother is at risk. While it may sound reasonable that late-term abortions are legal when the life of the mother is truly in jeopardy, the term health is interpreted so loosely that the pregnant woman, not her doctor, is the one to determine whether or not her health is at risk. That opens the door to all sorts of claims like anxiety or a general feeling of being unprepared as an excuse to get a late-term abortion. By leaving the term reproductive freedom undefined, Proposition 1 could also overturn existing laws that enforce age of consent or prohibit incense or polygamy. As it stands, the amendment doesn't include age restrictions, implying that regardless of age or maturity, every woman and girl can decide what she wants to do with her body. This leaves minors unprotected as legally. They could consent to have having sexual relations with anyone at any age. Furthermore, the state may not be able to enforce laws prohibiting incense or polygamy, as any state interference to prohibit these actions could be deemed a violation of a woman's right to reproductive freedom. Now, mind you, this whole talk about what a woman can do with her body, no one's telling a woman what she can do with her body. We're telling her that she cannot murder the other body that's in her stomach. We're telling her she cannot murder the other body that's in her stomach. (laughs) If you you didn't know what I meant, the womb. (laughs) 
Feelings, right? Feelings. They're all back there. And we're definitely not condemning anyone who's had an abortion. Of course we're not. The blood of Christ forgives us of all sins. He's a good God. We're saying that the Bible speaks truth about babies to us, doesn't it, and life. That we are to speak for those who have no voice. That God hates the shedding of innocent blood. I heard one time it put this way, like when a woman decides to keep her her baby, she's a few weeks old, she finds out she's pregnant, she starts telling people, you know, I'm pregnant and is excited. And when people know, hey, she's going through with the pregnancy, they begin to congratulate her. They begin to uh, speak of, of her child as a child not as a fetus, right? It becomes a child when she decides to keep it. If she doesn't decide to keep it, those that are supposedly, those who are pro-murder will say it's, it's nothing. California's laws to promote abortion are already being replicated by states around the country. So California is leading the way. In 2019, California became the first state to mandate all state universities provided chemical, provide chem- chemical abortion pills for students and staff on campuses. Already, New York has considered similar legislation, and earlier this year, Massachusetts passed legislation that mandates all public colleges and universities provide chemical abortions for their students. Now, these states are putting their student population at risk as most universities are not equipped to help young women that may suffer complications from abortion pills. And it all started with a controversial bill being signed here in the Golden State of California. The day the Dobbs decision was announced, California Governor Gavin Newsom, Democrat, issued a joint statement with the governors of Oregon and Washington announcing the formation of a multi-state commitment to reproductive freedom which vows to protect abortion access within their states. This comes as a shock to no one since a collection of laws dating back to 2017 all prove that abortion is priority for these governors. Oregon was the first to codify the right to abortion into their state law in 2017. 17 and dedicated 15 million into expanding abortion access by targeting rural communities, communities of color, and low income communities. The year after, Washington State passed a bill that required all maternity care services to cover abortions. And in 2022, Democrats passed a law that ensures all abortion businesses can carry out abortions on women from out of state. California's Proposition 1 is the most recent attempt to enshrine abortion into state law. Together, all three governors hope to create a West Coast where abortion is protected by law and cannot be affected by other states' legislation. Ultimately, Proposition 1 will add an additional layer of cover for both abortion business and women seeking abortions. Newsom has already been promoting the concept of abortion tourism and has allocated over $200 of taxpayer money to fund both abortions and reproductive services. These services will be offered not only to California residents, but also to those who come out of a state seeking to abort their babies. 
With the influx of women from surrounding states, the California Family Council projects the number of abortions will go up by 3,000% in our country, in our state. As election day nears, it is important for voters to remember that Proposition 1 is dangerous for all women, not just Californians. And I'll add that it's demonic, and it's demonic, and it's demonic. I like it, what Jack said yesterday. He said that, you know, Newsom will, doesn't have the guts to, to come after us men. So he's a coward and he goes after the babies in the womb. Check out the Family Research Council, guys. The uh, FRC, Family Research Council, to give you all this information. But voting's coming up. Vote life, not murder. And uh, read your Bibles. It'll totally direct you to life and doing what's right. Speaking for those who have no voice, being salt, being light. Not just laying down in the conversations. You let people know. In God's opinion, that's a life. In God's opinion, that's a baby. And that's what we need to do. We need to stand. I also read that uh, to watch out for Congress, they're going to try to sneak in, or, or they're proposing to, to uh, create a draft for women. Can you believe that? So like our daughters can go to war. And so this country, like I said, is, is ripe for the wrath of God. We have to keep an eye on these, on these things. Keep an eye on Congress. Keep an eye on this. They're trying to, to uh, you know, they're just doing what they're doing. So, The word of God is applied to every aspect of your life. Every aspect. He has authority, that word. And so turn with me in your Bibles, coincidentally, to Romans 13. Give me an amen once you are there. All right. Let each soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. And so, yeah. And so, here's the big question, right? What a perfect timing to be in uh, Romans 13 where it hits on this very thing because uh, one of the biggest controversies, controversies in the church in America over the last three years is, you know, where does honoring and submitting to the authorities, how far does that go in conflict with what we're supposed to do as Christians? As we know, they tried to shut down churches in America over the so-called pandemic. And uh, all Christians and all pastors and all churches were challenged on what they were going to do. And what I'm about to say really is without condemnation. The thing about our Christian experience is that times are changing so rapidly. God's coming back soon the world system is being set up for a one-world dominating tyranny that's coming, spoken about in Revelation and other places in the Bible. The Antichrist is coming, but we knew for, for centuries that there would be a one-world government. He'd have control over what you eat, what, what you buy, what you sell. And there's a lot to say about that. So before he comes, obviously, we got to see the signs that, yeah, we're kind of heading towards that. 
Government telling, overreaching, telling us what to do. And the governor said, okay, you can meet, but don't sing. As if we're even asking you or care what you say concerning this house. This is God's house. We follow the king, not that man. When Romans was written, it was written to the church at Rome. <laughs> Keep looking down there. It's right here. When it was written, it was written during the Roman Empire. The most notorious Christian killing king was on the throne, Caesar Nero. Notorious. And so Paul is writing to them to be subject to the authorities. So then do we submit to just this persecution and should we just do as he says? Nero was killing Christians. Part of the reason was because they would not recant their faith in Jesus Christ. Every Christian, mostly every Christian that he killed, was given the opportunity to denounce their faith and worship Caesar Nero. They were given the opportunity. And guess what they chose? They didn't submit to his authority. Women and children were killed because they were not willing to yield to Caesar's authority of them denouncing their faith in Jesus Christ. That is why when you go to Rome in the Roman Colosseum, it's a huge cross in the middle, and you are literally walking on holy ground. That's where our brothers and sisters would not submit to the authority because the authority was wanting them to not meet, to not gather. And so when we read, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinances of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. It's speaking of just this general authority that's good, that's not trying to stop us from our faith. If they get in the way of our faith, it is better to do what God says than what the authority is. That is when you have biblical, uh, a biblical stance to rebel against the authority that's there. I'm going to read to you out of Fox's Book of Martyrs, which is a classic. If you don't have it, it's a good buy. It talks about the persecution that the early church received. And here is at the persecution from Caesar Nero. The first persecution of the church took place in the year 67 under Nero, the sixth emperor of Rome. This monarch reigned for the space of five years with tolerable credit to himself, but then gave way to the greatest extravagancy of temper and to the most atrocious barteries or barbarities, among other diabolical whims, he ordered that the city of Rome should be set on fire, which order was executed by his officers, guards, and servants. And while the imperial city was aflame, he went up to the tower of Messines, played uh, his uh, harp, and sung the song of the burning of Troy. 
and openly declared that he wished the ruin of all things before his he, he wished the ruin of all things before his death. Besides the noble pile uh, called the circus, many other palaces and houses were consumed. Several thousands perished in the flames, were smothered in the smoke, or buried beneath the ruins. This dreadful conflagration, conflagration continued nine days. And when Nero, finding that his conduct was greatly blamed and a severe odium cast upon him, determined to lay the whole upon the Christians. He blamed the Christians for it. At once to execute himself or to, or to excuse himself and have an opportunity to glutton, glutton, glutton his sight with new cruelties. This was the occasion of the first persecution and the barbarities exercised on the Christians were such as even excited the commensuration of the Romans themselves. Nero even refined upon cruelty, got better at it, guys, and he uh, contrived all matter of punishment for the Christians that the most infernal imagination could design. Infernal imagination. Wow. Um, in particular, he had some sewed up in skins of wild beasts and then worried by dogs until they expired. And others dressed in shirts made stiff with wax fixed to axle trees sorry, and set on fire in his gardens. And so he made human candles from, out of Christians, hung them in his garden, um, in order to illuminate them. This persecution was general throughout the whole Roman Empire, but it rather increased than diminished the spirit of Christianity. So the spirit of Christianity didn't decrease. They became more sold out for Christ. In the course of it, St. Paul and Peter were also martyred. And if you look at Peter's martyrdom, according to tradition, it says, among many other saints are blessed the blessed apostle Peter was condemned to death and crucified as some do right. At Rome, at be it some others, and not without cause, do doubt thereof. Uh, Hergespus saith that Nero sought matter against Peter to put him to death, which when the people perceived, they entreated Peter with much ado that he would fly the city. Peter, through their importunity, at length persuaded uh, prepared himself to avoid. But coming to the gate, he saw the Lord Christ come to meet him, to whom he, worshiping, said, Lord, what doest thou go? To whom he answered and saith, I am come again to be crucified. By this, Peter perceived his suffering to be understood, returned into the city. Jerome saith that he was crucified, his head being down and his feet upward himself so requiring because he was not he said he was he said unworthy to be crucified after the same form and manner as the lord and we know that paul the apostle also would be uh beheaded by caesar nero so paul is writing to the romans at a time when caesar nero is on the throne and he's telling them to be subjected to the authorities Rome, with all its spectacle and beauty, its monumental buildings and aqueducts and 
amphitheaters and coliseum and their you know art and everything that they did was there's, there's it's grand but yet christians had to learn in that society how to deal with a a, a caesar who was persecuting them And at the lower levels of life, they were to be respectful to the soldiers, to the people who, who worked within their communities. And that's where God is getting at. The reason why they were killed is because when they were held to deny Christ or they, their faith, they wouldn't do it. And so the lesson- Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m., and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.